Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Uh, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully you're off work. Luckily for you, old dirty show and team mill have the latest. And the latest is OU in Texas. Hey, they're going to the SEC. They're going to join your Razorbacks. They're going to join your Aggies. We're going to see the, the Longhorns and Aggies again. We're about to see all these matchups. <laughs> Pretty much. Click right there. Don't look like it's uh, happening, huh? No, yeah. It, Not it, until 25? Now, it's crazy because the Big 12, they can get it done with the other teams incoming because the four teams that are coming here, coming in to replace Oklahoma and Texas, they are all starting – this next football season, right? They're, they're all going to be – they've already put the schedule out with Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, and uh, and the University of Houston joining the Big 12. But OU and Texas still going to be there too. So this is going to be a 14-team league for the next uh, two years until 2025 unless the SEC and, and, and the Big 12 can get this done, Clint. Um, I, this, 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 Clint, could be a blessing in disguise – for Oklahoma and Texas, uh, in in, a, in many ways, one I, I think I think they they you could argue they probably may have the best talent of any of the teams in the Big Twelve currently, which leads you to believe they got a chance to win the thing, which I think will help them over the next two years. But this could be good for them. You know, it, it, I think it's the best thing possible for them. I, look, I, I think you you got to be you got to know who you are. Um, you you got to know where your program's at. And then in this case, you got to know what what you're jumping into. The SEC, probably the SEC West, uh, is what is where these two teams are going to end up. And 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 that, they could do pods, they could do all kind of stuff. I, it's 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 a moot point. The, the the point is is if I'm OU and I'm Texas, I want to jump into the SEC when I'm full go. When I got when I got all my ducks in a row, um, not not when I'm one year into a new head coach and had had all kind of transfers leave last year, had a rough time recruiting if you're OU. Texas is a little bit closer, um, but but they still got a ways to go to, to be quote-unquote back, if, if we're being honest. And so, look, I, I look at this thing for OU and Texas as this is definitely a blessing in disguise. I, I would rather play two more years in the Big 12, like you said, potentially win a conference championship, potentially get into a college ball playoff over the next two years. I'm not years. saying they are going to, but I mean, when you start... It would shock nobody. Right, it, they have the most talent. It, it would shock nobody if Texas won the Big 12. It, it, it would, it would it, after last year with OU, it may be a little bit of a, a, you know, golly, how they get that done. But it would shock nobody yeah, if OU or Texas... Yeah, TCU and K-State played right. the championship game. Right? It, yeah, it, it would shock nobody if OU or Texas in the, last, in the next two years won the Big 12. And, and so, um, I, I just think that, boy, that, that would be a powerful way to jump into the SEC instead of just say, hey, let's just cold turkey jump over there no matter what state of our... No, no matter what state our program is in right now. And... I just think there's – I put a tweet out there of like – I just simply retweeted something that, that gave this report and just said this would be this would be in the best interest of both both programs if we're being honest. Well, it pisses me off. Oh, well, I, what, what do you mean it pisses you? Oh, because – I, I, I want to see A&M Texas. Oh, like, me too. I, I want to see that that bad. Not, not not to Texas and Arkansas. That's an old rivalry. That's fine. I, I know. I got but gotcha. I want to – like, I want to see that back. I want to see A&M Texas – Playing on campus, I would love to see that 
that that was what excited me about those two teams Be, going back. Show back in the day, and look, this I'm I'm from here, so so it. I mean, take it for what it's worth. That to me, that's the number one rivalry. I know there's people in Florida say Florida, Florida State. There's people up north that'll say Michigan, Ohio State. Um, there, there's some really really good Alabama, Auburn. I, I get it. There's some really good games out there. But but I'll argue that if A&M and Texas would have never quit playing, that it would be it would be the biggest rivalry in college football today. Had they not quit playing, now they quit playing, and it's 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 time to get back to that game being played. I absolutely love it. Like I I want to see Tyler during that week. Oh, he like he, I wanted oh, to see. You might see a new version of me you haven't seen before. Like because nothing beats Tyler of how many times you think we're going to hear. Ellinger say we're back repeatedly. Like I, lo- <laughs> I like I love Tyler for this because I think Tyler tries to give a poker face of whether he's confident or he's not, but it's all the same. Whether he, whether he's very very confident or he's not, he's gonna give it to you the same way. Right? He's gonna bring <laughs> it in. You know that week he is going to be unbearable for Texas fa- Texas fans. So I hope I, I I hope they get this done before it, but. We had to make wait two years for that for that game. Had to wait two years. It, it, the first one has to be played at College Station, right? Since they come to the SEC, I believe that I believe it was actually. I don't want to say that because I believe Jimbo will lay down in front of the, the doors. No, no, no. We're not traveling to them first. They're Clown coming man. to our conference. And see, that's what I want Jimbo to start talking trash. That's well, what I, want. I mean, here, here's the deal: if you're Arkansas, may, maybe not Texas A&M, because right now you can argue they're as down as anybody, but. But but you that was completely under- no no I, I no 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 I, I didn't mean I, I was I was saying that meaning I'm not I'm not putting Arkansas no no my point was I'm not putting Arkansas like saying that they're they're better I'm not it I'm not felt putting, like a rip I, I'm just off. simply saying like like I, I think A and M would prefer that they wait two years too but like right now for Arkansas like I would I would rather they come in right now I would I would love for OU to come in right now so Texas can catch. I mean, so Arkansas can catch them boys when they're down. Hogs are winners. Yes, we are, Mother. I would love for Texas to come into this thing so we can catch a. Would you say they were eight and five? I'd love to catch an eight and five Texas team instead of a, you know, a ten and three Texas team or something like that. Three, four years removed from the the skull dragon Arkansas gave them a couple years ago. So the Arkansas and me wants them right now. Uh, yeah, I think Texas would rather just chill out a little bit and wait. Five o'clock fire. All right, Clint. The Ravens have spoken to Byron Leftwich, Byron Leftwich, about their offensive coordinator job. Former coordinator for Tom Brady here, and and that's that's Lamar Jackson. And like when you first look at it, you're like, all right, I got an MVP under thirty to coach. But now uh, you look at it all, and you think about, okay, he is a unique player. That when you start looking around the talent around him, you're like, man, what? we got here is this a good job for a guy like byron left which was trying to restore his reputation after the year that he had with tampa because hell this time last year he was one of the hot coaching candidates is the ravens offensive coordinator job is that still a good job for a guy like byron left yeah look i I would think so if if i were byron i'd have a lot of questions yeah because you know i mean you don't know what's happening with lamar to begin with yeah, I mean, I mean look, you, you've got to – I, I want to know what's happening with Lamar. And, look, Lamar or no Lamar, like, y'all got to get me some wideouts. I mean, Byron Leftwich can't go from from Godwin Evans, I mean, and, and that crew they had in in, uh, in Tampa Bay to, to to what they're doing in in, uh, in Baltimore. So, 
I think I would have some questions now. You ask, you know, what what kind of what kind of pool or leverage does Byron Leftwich have? Well, he don't have I, a I knot, mean, no. have, But but I would still have those questions. Yeah, but yeah, because like he'll if he the next one he takes like he's got like if he wants to be yeah. a head coach again, tries to get tries to get back in that, you know, he's got to he's got to be be doing a good job at it. You look at you like I got Lamar. All right, like it's it's just weird to see. Like I'm trying to think. Like all right, Byron, you got Lamar. What you like? What we've seen of Byron is Tom Brady, right? Yeah. Like that's what we've seen of him. I think he was there maybe with, with Jameis a bit. Like it's just like boy. Now that would be big if he if he makes Lamar work and their offense is back to. I mean, we're thinking with Lamar, he had the perfect Greg Roman, the perfect person who was there and and and, and did the stuff with Colin Kaepernick that we all could see. This, that's an interesting pairing to get with Byron Leftwich. But we do know this. If Byron Leftwich, Clint, can somehow show big improvements of Lamar in the passing game, then stop, that stop that, is, the yes, yeah. that is it. That is where you start he'll, you start looking at him like, okay, that's something. So it's a, it's a weird situation. I think that's, that's the payoff. Show st- his stock would go through the roof, bro. I mean, there's no, there's no question about it, um, and that, and that's you know, look, that's a gamble that that uh, that that he's he's probably willing to take. When you watch Lamar, is it doable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is doable. Yeah, yeah. No, you look, you you get you get Lamar, you get Lamar some some dudes outside, you get Lamar uh, in, in a look. I, I think I think what we've seen of Lamar, I think was probably. Like the best way to see an MVP caliber Lamar like play into his strengths, but now that he's been in the league, he's tossed the ball around the park a little bit. I don't know that that swing in the other direction with in a traditional offense wouldn't wouldn't mm. benefit him. And then let him, you know, the the run game stuff you can always you can always use. I'm not more like, like you, more you, like the way Josh is used, yes. the way Josh Allen is absolutely. used, absolutely because they absolutely. have run game, but they don't have it as much as yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, you like there. I'm sure Baltimore has it the 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 the, the pass game, but the, the truth of the matter is everything they've done personnel wise is revolves around a couple of big backs and 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 O line and tight ends and and now I just wonder what he would look like if you spread him out to where he got to more of kind of like, kind of like what we watched him in in, in Petrino in, in uh, Louisville. We've seen we've seen the receiver help the quarterback. We've seen what Stephon Diggs. Did for for Josh Allen. There's a player that could that that I think is going to play for a different team next year. That's a wide receiver that I think would help him a lot, but I, they'll never be able to get him. It's, Who? it's T Higgins. Like yeah. T, if they could if they could get T Higgins, like that would be something. But the Bengals aren't going to trade T Higgins to, <laughs> to the Ravens. They're not going to do that. Five o'clock fire. All right, Clinton, in a, in a uh, the the most surprising news of the day, Kyrie Irving <laughs> has woke up uh, today and has decided that he wants a trade ahead of the trade deadline from the Nets. He wants out uh, from the Nets, and I, I, this is no no one is shocked by this. Uh, many people have said you just can't trust him because you just don't know what he is going to do from day to day, and yet Kyrie Irving has done it. Again, the teams that we're hearing, the Mavericks and the Lakers are the two main teams we're hearing that have interest, and he has interest in both of them. To, to me, this is the last straw. They've tried to make it work with him, and, and and they were good. Like, 
when they had everybody healthy, KD was healthy, he was healthy, Ben Simmons, they were they were showing what type of team they could be. But you just like you got to move on at this point. I think Ooh. I think you got. I mean, I, I think you got to throw it in and just call it. Now this may mean KD is going to try to try to get out too. KD might just try to shut it down and get out too. But they have. I mean, they have a real problem. I wonder how many picks the Rockets still have coming to them from the Nets yep. and that James Harden trade. I mean, we were this, but it's it's just crazy. Kyrie Irving. Is so good and such a talented dude that you just don't know what the hell he's going to do from minute to minute, let alone game to game. I mean, the question is, is it worth it? Like, is it worth it for other organizations to be even be remotely interested at this point in time? I mean, because, yeah, he's great, but you don't know you don't know what you're going to get. You don't. Like, I, I mean, I, Stephen A. has said this, and I agree with it. Like, I do a year-to-year con- uh, contract. Like, there's no way that I'm giving him – like he's up after this year. There's no way I'm giving him four years. Yeah, yeah you yeah. never know where, where he's going to go. Where he he wants to do year to year contract. Now I'm hearing he may go to the Lakers. Look, we don't got a lot of time here, LeBron. We got we, we got to try to make this thing happen. I'm willing to take the risk. I'm telling you right now, I'm willing to take the risk, and uh, I'd like to see what that looks like. Those three together, KD. Well, because they have your, your squad has no chance yeah. right now. No, nah, not a shot. And probably don't have a shot at all with him either. Right. But Kyrie, LeBron, AD, I- I'd like to see what that looks like. I would. That would. That would turn me on. Maybe we ought to place a little bet. Place a little futures bet. What do you think? I- I'd like. To, I'm, t- I'm telling you right now. I am seriously giving thought. Lakers to win. Lakers in. to win the title plus three thousand. Is that what it bet is? Bet a hundred to win. Win three thousand. I'm. I am. I'm thinking about doing it. Tyler, don't pull the trigger yet. Don't do it until I tell you. I'm, I'm really thinking about doing it. I'm thinking about doing it at $50 right now. I'm thinking about doing it. 50 for $1,500. You, did you have that math? You're going to have to find somewhere to place the bet. 3000 yeah. <laughs> Who are you going to go through? I can't do it for you. My my uh, my guy doesn't have the uh, futures odds up right now for the NBA. Oh, man. That's it. It was you can find it, though. But I'll keep looking for it. That it was, shows up sometimes. That was a sign for me not to do it. You can find it, show. Somebody texted and said, show you sound like a crackhead. Stop doing drugs. I don't think that's a bad bet, is it? Oh, damn, show. I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's not it's, about I mean, what's your reason? Your thought is your thought, you, you're it. taking a long shot bet and you're yeah. making the bet before a potential Kyrie Irving trade is made. You're banking on that trade being made and then them being an out, having an outside shot of winning a title. To win plus three thousand money, yeah, I mean, That's what's wrong with that? Yeah, like I don't think anybody like right now where it is. Would you be stunned, stunned if those three slid themselves to the finals? I mean, I, I'd be surprised, not stunned. Yeah, I pick that up, pick that that cash up. I'd do it, man. I mean, I think that'd be worth a little wager. I'm thinking about doing it, Tyler. Tell your guy to get this going. I'll see what I can so, do. Of course, now, now he's going to get real serious about uh, it since he knows you don't have the ability to do it. If you had a blue no, check mark I, on like Twitter, he might right, do it. Actually, I'd do it right now. Uh, right now. I'm, I'm ready. I'd do it he's right now. He's got a credit card out, too. You want to give him the odds? It's ready. You want to book show, it? Man. You're right, man. Now I, I can't. Now I know he can't You can. Now I know he can't do I can't. It. You can, though. Oh, I can't. No. I, uh, maroon money. So I got maroon money, but I, I ain't risking Will you place no. The, you place the bet with me? No, he'll book it himself. No, 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 no. Last thing I need is to owe Ron the Showman three grand. Oh, goodness. Boy, you'd never live that one down. Oh, my God. 
God, I need. Oh, never, ever. All right, coming up. The question that many people have, who's going to be the quarterback? And not just who is going to be the quarterback, but what does your new coach want in a quarterback? He may have given a bit of a glimpse on what he's looking for. We'll let you hear what he had to say coming up next on The Drive. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. I will not get off the pipe because I've never been on the pipe uh, from the uh, trailer willing frame text line. I think it's a, it's a good bet. Thinking about making it. Thinking about making it right now. 100 bucks right now. All right, Clint. D'Amico Ryans, of course, when you become the head coach, you make the rounds, right? He, he spoke. Hell, he made the rounds. He spoke to us. Isn't that crazy? He made the rounds. After his press conference, first, pers- first people he spoke to. Came down to us. Yeah, walked him straight upstairs to that that, uh, cold, that cold press box we were in and sat him down right between us, and we had a you nice little 10-minute chat. They warned him. I wanted, I mean, he would, he didn't uh, budge. About the, the air or, the, <laughs> or, or us? <laughs> well, yeah, all of it. No, he I, 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 man, he was he was heated. There, you, you, I mean, there was he had he had a nice custom suit on that was well over $1,000, by the way. Yeah, well. Um, yeah, oh, and he was, which, by the way, uh, you you can use the Odyssey app, A U D A C Y. Download that, and you can use that rewind feature and go back and uh, listen to our, I don't know, roughly roughly ten minutes with uh, with D'Amico Ryan's yesterday. It's pretty solid. Yeah, it, it yeah it was man, and uh, but like I said, he's making the rounds, and uh, he made the rounds on uh, NFL Network on Good Morning Football, um, and he and, and and I thought this was interesting. I know it jumped out to you. He spoke about the two quarterbacks that are playing in the Super Bowl coming up next Sunday. And uh, that, maybe this gives us a, a little a little glimpse into what his thinking is in terms of quarterback play. And maybe this could be useful to what he wants to do when he gets here. The one thing that the common thread that sticks out with both of the offenses is the quarterback position. Right, They have two dynamic quarterbacks who not only they're not just sitting in a pocket, right, and standing in statues, right? These guys can, they're mobile, they can get outside of the pocket, and they make you play 11-on-11 football, which unlocks a defense. So that's what sets them apart. So he's not looking for Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers? Is that what nah, he ain't looking for statues, Chief. I mean, that's that's what I, I took from it. I mean, I, look, I think this is... It, when your defensive-minded head coach is asked about the the Super Bowl that's that's being played next weekend, and and he goes directly to the quarterbacks and how their their style of play uh, forces you to play eleven on eleven and unlocks a defense. Like I don't know how, any other way to take that other than our head coach would would prefer to have a quarterback that unlocks a defense and that forces you to play eleven on eleven football. I, I I don't I mean. At the end of the day, I love hearing that from D'Amico Rhines. It doesn't look like he is going – doesn't sound like he is going to want to go get a Tom Brady-like quarterback. Even though I love Tom, won a lot of football games, a high-level processor would be nice. But it sounds it sounds like he is going to want a quarterback that can play off script, that can play uh, you know, outside the pocket, that can extend plays, that can attack a defense with his legs – um and and brings a little bit more to the table than just your big tall pocket passer that can throw to all parts of the field. I I I prefer the head coach to be in that mindset. So I like it, man. You think that takes Davis Mills out? I think it takes Davis Mills out relative to that him being uh being crowned the captain before the season starts, yes. 
I yeah. don't think hell. I don't think he was going to do that. I just been in the style of play that Davis was. Does Davis unlock defenses? No, that seems no, to be no, the no, thing no. Well, tell, look, I mean, I, I'm not 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 to be the Davis we've seen. I no, guess. The, the style of Davis Mills is a high level processing quarterback that's very much in the mold of of a a, a Tom Brady. I believe what. I believe what D'Amico's talking about is Jalen Hurts' ability to run the football in the quarterback plus one run game, which means you, it's not 10 on 11 because the quarterback is going to be in the pocket and he can't hurt you with your legs. It's 11 on 11. you got to account for everybody on that offense. I believe he's talking about that dynamic with with Hurts, and then I believe that he's talking about the dynamic of, of Pat Mahomes being able, yes, to move with his feet and extend plays, but more importantly, to, to just make you be completely honest. You want to bring pressure? He's got several different ways to beat you. You want to play zone? He's got a tight end that can absolutely crush you. If, if you don't have some kind of, not spy, but if you don't have some kind of concept to somewhat contain the quarterback, not only can he hurt you with his legs, but, man, you he, when he extends plays outside the pocket, man, the, the, the angles he can, the, the throws that he can make, the different angles he can use to attack you, the, the time he's buying for a receiver to get over the top, those are all huge, huge things that "quote unquote" unlock a defense or force you to play eleven on eleven. I, I just, I believe that that in his search for a quarterback here in Houston, he would prefer to 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 have that kind of guy that can at least do some something between the Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts skill set, which is a wide range, obviously. And and it, see, it, when you said unlock the defense, I think a lot of people hear that as being able to run with the ball, being able. No, to use I, I your think, legs to unlock. I think that's a part of it for J- that's how Jalen Hurts unlocks it. But I, I, I think it like when you talk about Pat Mahomes, I think it's more of like having answers. If you pressure Pat Mahomes, he's got answers, big time answers. He's cool, calm, and collected under pressure. If you play zone, he's gonna he's got the ability to stand tall and pick you apart. If you do get to him, he's got the ability again to extend plays. You better you better. Um, you better stick to your rules. If it's cover two, your ass better stay deeper than the deepest. And when he starts to extend the play, you better stay stay tight to your to your uh, your assignment because he can attack at all all levels of the field. Even though he's extending left or right, um, I, it to me it's just sure it can be the legs that'll keep a defense honest. But but in Pat's case, I think he's less talking about his legs and more talking about. This is a dude that's got an answer for everything, and this is a dude that can that can strike you if there's if there's more than eight seconds on the clock. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like he, yeah. he he can he can get you. So I'm just I, I'm just glad. It's crazy because I, I I don't know if they had that when he was in San Francisco. Well, that's why that's uh, yeah. why that's why it was it was a damn yeah. I mean, they were trying that with Trey musical with, chairs. Yeah, they were trying that with Trey Lance before yep. he broke his ankle in the first quarter of his second game. But uh, but it does. But to that point, Kyle Shanahan, the guy that he said under the last six years, certainly was trying to get to that. Certainly was yep. trying to get to that type of guy that isn't a statue that you could do a lot of different things on because it seems like it. it he's taken it from. Him as a coordinator of all right, who is hard to defend? And I don't, I don't like to the point. Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, two teams that did a number on his defense. Like he played them both this year. He gave up forty plus to 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 Mahomes, and and then obviously we saw what happened. Now with all his defense, that game was just weird. But yep. over thirty to to Jalen Hurts and that crew. And I mean, I, I mean, I literally watched it. Fred Warner, who we've heard a lot. 
one of the best linebackers in the game, if not the best interior linebacker. Jalen Hurts just froze him yeah. multiple yeah. times in the game where he like he didn't move for like three seconds. And Miles Sanders is already well past him, but he's still standing there staring down the quarterback because he's dynamic is a word that he used, and he is just like it, it puts so much pressure on it. And I think he's looking at it as a defense. We watched – I mean, Jalen Hurts, they're two best defenders. And, I, and, and Mahomes did this in his way too when they played him. Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, if you watch the, the, those two, especially last week in the games they played against Kansas City, they were like a, a half a step behind yeah. everything because of what the quarterback was doing. Like yeah. Sometimes Nick would just be unblocked. Yeah. And I, I think, to me, it seems like D'Amico is looking at, boy, these, these guys put major yeah. pressure well, on our defense. The, the, here, here's the thing, kind of going back to what D'Amico – said yesterday he was talking about um, simple things done well. Um, like, I mean, these teams are – let's just use zone concepts for an example. Like, you you can you can run a, a zone concept the way that we watch Bill O'Brien and Tim Kelly run it. Slow motion of back into the backfield, snap the football after about five seconds of standing there, turn and hand it to him on the inside zone. Or you can run inside zone or an inside read, like zone read with the quarterback and the running back, with a an explosive receiver running sideline to sideline at the snap. Does he have it? Oh, he might. Oh, now, does the running back have it? Nope, the quarterback's got it out the back gate. Like, you can dress it up. You're doing the same exact play. You're running yeah. the same exact play, but you're adding the the smoke of, of the, the, the motion guy that – that by the way, you've got to hand it to him sometimes to make it make sense, right? You can't just you, you can't just use the motion. You got to actually yeah, honest, yeah. you got to have a play off of that, and and then you know you got to have a quarterback that can that can take that can keep it out the gate when the when the force player collapses. And so, like, there's sure everybody runs inside zone, but does everybody run inside zone with all the smoke and mirrors to create? What you were talking about, where Fred Warner gets stuck in his tracks <laughs> for two there. seconds, yeah, yeah, that's how. And, and now, now he's a lot easier to block when he's standing there for two seconds than when he's shooting a gap because he knows you can't do nothing. Your quarterback don't threaten me. You have no motion. You can't do nothing but run inside zone right there. I'm gonna meet you back in the, in, in the hole. So I, it, it's, um, it that that is a perfect example of how powerful all that different shifts and motions and and Nick and. Uh, D'Amico has spoken about that already since yeah, D'Amico was hired. Yeah, it's it's becoming clear what kind of what kind of a guy he wants to be able to use guys who can do multiple things. And hell, that's been the hallmark of yep. San Francisco's offense. All right, coming up, I'm gonna tell you right now, folks, there is no best of today. But Tyler believes he has a fair excuse, and I will allow you to be the judge. If you believe this excuse is fair, and I'm, I hate to be the one to bring you bad news, um, but neither one of these two could actually do it themselves. Uh, but I'll do it. Um, I'll be the bad guy as always. But there's no best of today. Tyler has an excuse. We'll see if you uh, feel is this excuse is viable. And wait till you hear who Clint believes is the most important person on the roster for the Texans right now. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. That's right. As um, as usually when we close out this week, we do it, uh, Clint, with the uh, best of. 
uh, our favorite uh, segment. What happened? My favorite this week, or my favorite uh, each week. Uh, someone from the text line, man, that's BS. That's three Fridays in a row. He ain't done nothing. Tyler Spence, that's, that's not, not true. That's not it. It's not accurate. even true. He did it last week. It's two out of three. <laughs> is what it is. Two out of three. Um, all right. Clint and in, in, in the Drive family, 713-572-4610 on the trailer wheel and frame text line. I'll let you be the judge. Tyler believes he has a reasonable excuse of why he didn't get uh, and give us the best of this week. Really, if you don't know what it is, it contains of Tyler kind of keeps tabs, you would think, all week long of the of, of the best things that's happened through the week. Uh, inclu- I mean, the week that D'Amico Ryans is, <laughs> is, oh, hired, wow. is hired as the, the head coach. Um, we had him on everything. The whole week, um, he's, he didn't have it. So he, he compiles everything, and he puts it in about three minutes or so and gives us the best of the week. The music is fantastic. It's great. It's my favorite segment. I'll let you be the judge. Why, why don't you have it uh, now for the second time in three weeks? So I want you in particular show, as well as the listeners, to to actually go into this with an open mind, ready to see if you think it's a, a good excuse and, or not. And right, and you would agree that this is this is the, the I, a bigger I, week, right? This is a week. Oh, it's a huge week. Arguably the biggest week we've had in the last calendar year. We had Cal McNair on the show, Hannah <sighs> McNair on the show, Jamico sure on the show. Just, I'm just, I'm just. Does this count as us being on your show? Just giving out facts here. Yes, Hannah, it does. Thanks for calling. <laughs> All right, just giving out facts, and um, and we don't. And this is the week. This is the week we don't have best stuff. So I just want everyone out there to have all the information to determine yes. if this is just if you hear no excuses, dude. It's D'Amico's week. What the F, Tyler? All right, go ahead. See, see, I don't understand people coming at me so hard before I even tell you why it's, it's not. I'm just, well, Im just explaining, but go ahead. <sighs> Pisses me off. So... I always do best of, or typically, nine times out of ten, I do best of. I come in early Friday morning. I got all my my information I need for the week, what I'm going to go get. I do it Friday morning, pulling the carpet back. I come in here Friday morning, and I, I, I do it. I enjoy doing it. Came in this morning, sat down, was about to literally had pulled up my best of audio stuff, was starting to kind of piece the little parts all together to make you know, the beautiful project that I do put together each week, which is the best of the week with the drive. And right as I was getting going, boss man comes in and says, hey, man, look, you know, I need to I need to get Figgy home. I, I don't think he's feeling too good. Can, can you produce in the loop today? I said, absolutely, boss. Anything for Figgy. That guy's covered for me before. That guy's taught me all I know. Yes, I love Figgy. Let's do it. Which I means, was not able to to work on any audio because I was producing in the loop. Which means from 10 to 2 o'clock, which rides right into our show, you were on the ones and twos for in the loop. Correct. Is that fair? Is that a fair reason for this week? Because he he uh, he waited till Friday. Is that a, which he typically does. He says, is that a fair reason for Tyler to miss this epic week? And not have the best of. Many people are just hurt in tears right now. I wanted to do it for you. No but best you know of what? this sucks balls. Figgy is the man, and I would do anything for Figgy. Go ahead. You're really leaning into Figgy on this deal. So you're, you're, if, if we're like, going to attack you, you, what you've done, good job. Very good job. 
<laughs> so if we're gonna attack you, it it's you somehow made me feel like if I have anything negative to say, I'm saying it about you and Figgy, Figgy yeah, not a, just you. Just throwing. Well on. done. And don't forget, kind of Figgy's done. one of the nicest well dudes you drug, can ever meet. Yeah. Drug Figgy yeah. in here. By the I way, I mean, here's the deal: is is I, I've I've seen Tyler, I've seen Tyler not have a best of, which is an hour long show put together, sometimes two hours put together. When we start our show at 2 o'clock, right? It starts from 6 to 8. He's put together a two-hour show during our show that would really air 6 point. to 8 after our oh, show. Oh, man, it is. So, I, I, don't, I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but I would like to think that Tyler could have gotten something really pieced together here, especially with all the – I mean, it would just be cherry – I mean, you would literally just cherry-pick Nick and Cal and – Mm. And 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 Hannah and wow. and D'Amico. Hold and, on, show. So I mean, he's got him right there. He's playing him. Yeah. Uh, from yeah. Gus and Katie, you lost me at. I want you to come in with an open mind. Well, don't Gus use, and Katie, you can piss off. Man. Don't use. <laughs> don't use Figgy as a scapegoat. Piss off. Gus I, and Katie is the only texture that I cannot figure out why, but but man, he grinds my gears. Hey, um, I, I, I've love heard you somebody though, tells me it's fair, boys. It sucks, but it's it's fair. I haven't heard somebody say use the phrase "piss off" in a long time. Yeah. Do love you though, Gus. I just you, you, you don't come in gentle. Yeah, Gus came in again here. Uh, Tyler, stop <sighs> being sorry and start being better. Yeah, don't be sorry. Basically, be don't care. be sorry. Hope be helpful. <laughs> don't be sorry. Hope be careful. All right, Gus. Your I would suggest that there. you start doing the best of on Strong Thursday night. Strong Twitter fingers for Gus. Someone else coming in. There just can't be an excuse for not having it this week. Well, I just gave you the excuse. I'm sorry if if it's not good enough, but I would I will say the best of and the best of the day and the best of the week are very different as far as I, production. Listen, I'll say this: I would, I know, uh, I know how difficult this is. Now people are texting in. Show stop giving T Mill a hard time. Okay, all right, just just do your job whenever. Um, I understand <laughs> the difficulties of it. Um, I've done some producing myself. I've had to do two shows in a row before. Where were you ranked? Mm, yeah. That was a good comeback. Is it? That that was, man, oh, I mean, I'm genuinely just curious. For, 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 for my entertainment, it is. Still, still doesn't move him. Good um, point. Damn. Good point. There. I understand. Great, it. Great I, understand I understand uh, how difficult it could be. And um, I would. Want, I really want to cut you some slack here. But if I take the big picture and think about how lazy you have been multiple times on just not having it here, I I think that adds up to it. Lazy? I think that adds. Yeah, I think you have. There are times. Hard. I hate that word. I don't. I don't like it. But I mean, a lot of things you are, Tyler. But I just. I don't he's not. Ner- he's not normally lazy, but he has been on this. Well, I just didn't get it done. I just didn't have it. It's I, selfish. I, it's selfish. It's and not. I, what I did was the opposite of selfish. What are you talking about? I mean, we 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 put whiskey on the line. I forgot. So uh, this this uh this hurts me. Um, I'm not taking this from you today. That's uh, Tyler Milner, the the eleventh best producer. Oh, you and wow! Of, and all of and he uh, knew it was coming. Oh, you son of. And all of uh and all of afternoon radio outside that, of yeah, Los Angeles. That's hor- It's not. It's, it's if it weren't if it mm. were just a regular week, man. As as Clint Clint, you your argument at the end there, you could have just cherry picked some of the the big highlights. You had, I mean, you just had to had to have some. I was running a show that I'm I'm not familiar with, man. I was fully engaged within the loop. <sighs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's it's tough. I just I'm saddened. 
Clint, we heard from uh Bull crap. Yeah, I know it. We heard from D'Amico and uh and uh and, and the GM Nick Casario earlier today, and they were speaking specifically about Derek Stingley Jr. D'Amico yesterday in his press conference brought his name up first before he brought up any other player. Brought his name up first. This is what uh D'Amico had to say about uh, the number three overall pick, Derek Stingley Jr., and um, it's a little different than what he said about the other players uh, that are still left that he speaks about. That's what excites me the most is being able to work with young guys and young guys who are talented. Stingley has outstanding talent, scouted him uh the last year, and I know the talent that he has, know the competitor that he is, going to put him in position to make a lot of plays for us, put him in a position where he can excel and showcase his talents. All right, seeing Jalen Petrie, loved him coming out of Baylor, loved the blitzing, loved the, just the play speed of Petrie, and just to see him come out this past year and the way five interceptions, the way he attacked the ball, man, Jalen, we got to continue to do that. Whatever a play. Oh, that, and that was Nick, who, uh, who, who was – fired off as well about it, said similar things about Stingley, about getting him in the right position. See, he talked about the accomplishments and what he liked from Petrie, but with Stingley, he talked about, hey, we got to get him in the right spots. And, and earlier on Payne and Pendergast as well, that's the same thing Nick was talking about. I know for you, when you hear those two speaking about him particularly, the way they are, it's not by accident in your mind. No, it's not. I think it's the most important player on the Texans roster right now. Mm. I, I think I think Derek Stingley is the most mm. important player on the Texans roster right now for multiple reasons. I, I think when you look at what what D'Amico needs to do when he comes in here is he's got to get more out of the previous draft picks, preferably the the first round draft picks from last year, which number three overall was was Derek Stingley. You look last year. He's a guy that that not only um, didn't put up the numbers and didn't perform, but he was he was played not out of position, obviously, because he's a corner, but schematically not to his strengths. Um, I, I think D'Amico is is aware of that as well. Um, this defense has got to get significantly better, and, and having a corner that that has lockdown potential would do it. So well, I think when you look at this roster, top to bottom. And you go, okay, D'Amico Ryan's a, a defensive-minded head coach that likes to pressure, that, is, that had the ability to put, uh, uh, to, to, to put corners in place in the past to, to play their best football and make plays. I, I think, it's, I, think you, I automatically go to, and I don't even think it's close if I'm being completely honest, I automatically go to Derek Stingley as the most important Texan right now. He's D'Amico Ryan's got to do a lot now. He's got to he's got to get a lot more out of several players. No question about it. Mm-hmm. They got to go out and bring in a bunch more players in order to get this team competitive again. But when you look at what's on the roster right now, what do we know? And and we know that D'Amico Ryan's the defensive minded guy. He has the ability to get the most out of out of Derek Stingley. We know that he was used out of position last year. We know that he was number three overall draft pick. Those those types of players that were drafted in those positions have to show up and show out in a big way. So Derek Stingley, most important player on the roster right now, brother. Since there is no quarterback, I think that is extremely fair. It, it, I mean, it is clear. It is clear that was a problem. That was a problem throughout. They recognized that we held, we talked about it a ton, but that was a problem. That he was not like I don't think. 
it is clear I don't believe they they think that it was Derek Stingley who had a bad year. Because they ain't saying this about Kenyon Green. They don't it, it is I think they believe it's their fault. It is what they've done. They didn't put him in the right yep. positions. They didn't uh, they didn't have him in the space that he needed to be in to be as best and the best player that he could be. Now the injury things they can't control, but I mean, I ain't gonna lie. It sounded like they had issues with Lovey and and how he used him, and that that and that is that is something that is going to change. And that they, I mean, it almost feels like this is why Lovey ain't here. Yeah, oh, I, I, <laughs> I think it, I think it was one of, if not the last, but one of the nails in in Lovey's coffin. I, I think the one thing you can't do if you're bridging the gap is is to to waste years for your more premium draft picks. You bring a number three overall corner in here and play him out of position and and. He, nationally folks are recognizing it and talking about it, then you know it's 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 a real problem. And so I, I don't think that Nick wanted – I don't think – I'm pretty sure Nick frowned upon that, and that, that was a major problem um, and, and one reason why they needed to make the change. Now, they may have known all along that, that hey, we got a guy in, in D'Amico Ryans that, that wasn't ready last year to make this move, but right now we know he's ready and, and we're ready as well. So it may have been a, a lot of D'Amico as well. When you talk about why Lovey was was they moved on from Lovey, but um, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I you you're I mean, there's just several ways to look at that. You the, the impact position that that uh, that Derek Stingley plays. I mean that that the corners for this football team have to have to be significant. I mean, they have to play big time roles. They have well, to allow Jamico, especially him. Yeah, where you took yeah, him absolutely, man. I mean, I, I, look, I, I think uh, I think Jalen Petrie. We've seen him used at free safety and strong safety. If we're talking old school football, one in and around the near near the line of scrimmage, one kind of playing free in center field. Um, Christian Harris, I think, is is a I think Christian Harris actually ends up benefiting more from D'Amico um, than anybody out there. But but I don't believe he's nowhere near as important as as Stingley is right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully they get that right. As we you're said a tiger, earlier, but now you're a Texan man. That's right. As we said earlier this week, uh, hopefully. He, I don't think there's going to be any excuses anymore as both of them talked about we're going to put him in the yeah. right position to make plays. Yep. So that that should be done, and hopefully we see the best out of Derek Steenley Jr. All right, Clint, great job this week. Uh, coming up behind us, the best of today with T-Mill. Oh, just T-Mill. The best of today with T-Mill. Got you for two hours. Got him for two hours. Uh, you'll hear he got the Got that done, didn't he? Yep. Well, he just mm, placed. Not yet. <laughs> We'll hear we'll hear the interview if you missed any of it uh, with uh, with Nick Casario with Payne and Pendergast. So uh, stay tuned for that coming up next. Uh, Tyler, outside of the best of today, hell of a job pulling two shows, um, and um, that's why you're number twelve. Man, go get I, drunk this weekend, man. You deserve is. it. I am Ron the Show Hughley, as always. Houston. Twelfth man. We <laughs> we love you, baby. <laughs> Focused on how damn cold it is up here. My nipples are rock hard. <laughs> Every time he faces me, his nipple, his headlights are on. Oh, the most, man. Most, most, most headlights are on. I didn't. Geez.